0: But we had a friend accident that day and uh, lost one of our children. And that is a brokenness that uh, you can't explain. But God has a way of working out things. And uh, so I, I said... I'll do my best because I do, do want to help somebody that is struggling. And I can remember that I would cry every night when I'd go to bed because I just knew, knew inside me something was going to happen to him. So when we had our accident, I said, God, somewhere, I missed the message somewhere. I don't understand why you didn't prepare me for this. (laughs) Well, I struggled and struggled with that. You don't only, you know, a person, when they're grieving, uh, it don't just take, I mean, I think grief works in the same way for most people in any kind of grief. Divorce, death of a child, a pet, but a child is so the wound is so deep. this the day that this happened that if I didn't hang on to the hope that day, that I wouldn't make it.
1: Hey, guys. This is Brian, and I'm Tony, and you're listening to the Crucial Conversation
0: Podcast.
2: Tonight on The Crucial Conversation, we welcome on somebody that is, um, Brian, she's a part of the church, she's a part of the family, and we're honored to have Sister Martha Andrews sit down with us on The Crucial Conversation podcast. It's been a long time begging her to get on the show. She always kept telling me no. I had to get my wife involved, and I, I guess she has a hard time telling my wife no, but I'm thankful for that, but... Can I call you Martha mm-hmm. or do you want uh, Martha? Thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you're nervous. I know you this isn't your forte, but you're going to bless somebody with your story. Thank you so much for coming on. So, let's get into it. You've been attending our church for a little while, but you've not been on this uh or in this church for a, for a, for a very long time. Tell us a little bit about your story. Who are you? Where do you come from?
0: Well, I was uh raised around here. Um uh, I'm a family of, uh, I have six siblings and um, I have one that's passed away already, two of them passed away already and my mom and dad, but uh, I was the youngest of seven and uh, my mom was a God-fearing lady. She had a, she had a lot of faith in God. Um, if it hadn't been for her, I've told my siblings this, I said if it hadn't been for our mother, loving God the way she does, did we would have been strong from kingdom come, I call it. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, So she worked, I always said she worked and raised eight kids. Seven plus my dad, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she supplied the best I can remember because, like I said, I'm the youngest of seven. I do remember my dad working, but he didn't use his money for what he was supposed to. So my mother really supplied for the family. And uh, she worked at the hospital and she had to work a lot of weekends. And when we finally moved into Jonesboro from the country, um, I was um, in the first grade if I remember correctly and first grade only went a half a day then so um, it was I only went like two blocks away to school from St. Menards Hospital so I, I was allowed to come back down there where my mother was and sit the other half a day down there in the hall but uh, to make a long story short she had to work a, long, a lot of weekends and she would try to find a way for somebody to pick us up and take us to church. That didn't always happen. But uh, some way or another, she instilled in us um, the love for the Lord. Now, mind you, I told my mother several years before she passed away, I said, I know you raised us all the same, but don't feel like it always stuck with some of us. <laughs> 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 um, And she got a pretty good chuckle out of that. But through the years of watching my mother struggle, I was determined that I was not, try not to do anything that would disappoint her. So I kinda, um, at a young age, in my childlike way, would talk to the Lord because we didn't go very many places. And my grandparents on my on my dad's family lived about two or three hours away, down south. That's the only place we went. So uh, my mother, you know, worked hard and a lot of times she would have trouble with her back. And I can remember going into the bathroom at school and just silently praying. I didn't even realize, maybe, I didn't realize it was a prayer, really. Mm
1: -hmm. I was just
0: talking to the Lord about it, and I said, you know, touch my mama. I want to go see my grandparents. And at that early age, I started learning to trust in God because it seemed like every time it would work out where we could make that trip and Mom would be able to go. So from that, I've always been to be sensitive to the Lord, and um, like I said, I was the youngest of all of us, so um, my mother later on in years, I was in Dayton age, you know, of course, I wasn't going to church then, but um, she started going to the church up on Matthews. It wasn't the old, our tabernacle. I think that's what they called it years ago. It was already the the new one built up the street there. But uh, one of my sisters married somebody that uh, attended that church. And so my mother started going there. And when I was a teenager, um, you know, my attitude was, well, I'm not going to that church. Everybody thinks they're better than I am. <laughs> you know? So I, I didn't go, and I, I didn't go for a long time, but I went to... Uh, another church when I did go okay so but when I got married um I, I got married at a young age I wouldn't hardly my husband just turned 18 and I wouldn't have been 18 until December um okay so um as I said my husband and I got married and I, I'm gonna end up telling how old I am probably but we've been we'll be married 51 years in may no way and um you know, I I, I thought, well, I would babysited so many nieces and nephews, I wouldn't have any children. But I really did have a love for children, so we ended up having five children.
2: You have five children. I
0: have five children. I have uh, two boys and three girls. Um, our last two children were, uh, we were blessed. They were late bloomers, and we were glad to have them in our family. Um. Uh, our first three children we raised in church and uh, God blessed our home. I think, I call it a blessing uh, when we our last two come along.
2: So we had dinner the other night and... Whenever we had dinner, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, why we wanted to have you on. And one of our ladies' small groups or prayer groups, you shared your testimony. And from then on, I I, I I've had a couple of different people suggest that we should have you on our podcast because of your testimony. You've went through something that uh, just a couple of nights ago, um, I was laying in bed and I was telling or talking to my wife saying. Um, What what you went through, um, no parent wants to go through. Um, In your life, you've dealt with some of the most unimaginable grief. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Well, um, when we was blessed with our last two children, uh, my husband had been working lots of hours that week and uh, had been for several weeks, and... uh, We decided we'd go on an outing with them. I'm not going to go into all the gory details, but we had a friend accident that day and uh, lost one of our children. And that is a brokenness that um, you can't explain. Um, There's just... There seems to be no rhyme or reason. And um, I guess, you know, I fought coming on here because um, I don't know, I convinced myself over the years that um, I was, a you know, I was strong. I could um, paddle on, you know, and make it. But when y'all approached me, I knew that it was... Um, that was a good thing, but I still didn't want to give in to it. And uh, but God has a way of working out things. And uh, so I I said I'll do my best because I do do want to help somebody that is struggling. You know, it's not just the, first I want to say this. Grief is, you know, through losing my um, sister, that was a very difficult thing for me. And then later on in years, I'm going to say about a year before we had our accident, my mother said to me, one day out of the blue, she said to me, Martha, I went through many struggles in my life. She said, I've lost my mom and dad, some of my sisters, but she said, nothing, nothing compares to losing a child. And I thought, hmm, man, I don't know why she's telling me this. You know, I I thought about that later on. And it wasn't probably about within six months that our accident happened. And it didn't take me long to figure out that that God was using her to tell me that. Because I struggled after this accident happened. I struggled with uh, where I missed it. Somewhere or another, I did not uh, I miss something somewhere along the line because, like I said, I, I tried to learn to be through the years, even though, uh, you know, I wasn't in church per se as a teenager like I was supposed to be, and I was always pretty sensitive and uh, compassionate with people, and uh, my brother, one, uh, one of my brothers had to serve time in Vietnam, and I can remember that I would cry every night when I'd go to bed because I just knew, knew inside me something was gonna happen to him. So when we had our accident, I said, God, somewhere, I missed the message somewhere. I don't understand why you didn't prepare me for this. Well, I struggled and struggled with that. You don't only, you know, a person, When they're grieving, uh, it don't just take... I mean, I think grief works in the same way for most people in any kind of grief. Divorce, death of a child, a pet. But a child is so... The wound is so deep.
2: It's not supposed to happen that way.
0: It's not supposed to happen that way. Uh, And, uh, but you know... uh, this is what I told my husband and my children. They were able to revive our little girl, which was a miracle in itself. And uh, they airlifted her to little rock. And uh, I've always say, and I'll say to the day I die, that God knew we needed those last minutes with her, that last 24 Thirty hours we had with her, um, but um, you know at this time, and my husband has been in church, but he hasn't been in church for, and he was already out of church when this happened, and I could see, you know, when I when I would really give thought to it, and this was even within the first two weeks. And I even tried to share this with my husband, but he didn't really want to hear it. But I said, you know, it could have easily been that I could have lost both of my children and my husband that day. I mean, I can see that. But that didn't help me any, you know. Sometimes it would, and other times it wouldn't. Um, And my girls, my older girls kept saying, Mom, I think you and Dad need to go to... Uh, to some kind of support group, grief class. And I thought, well, I guess, you know, to appease him, if he's willing to go, well then, because I could tell he was shutting down already. Uh, so we went, and of course, the first one we went to was so, it was so overwhelming to us, we just couldn't go back. And he said, I, I'm, I just won't go to, you know, I'm not gonna go to anymore. Uh, so um, uh, the girls they kept encouraging me, and i we did the girls went with me, and I found one that was um that I really i guess if you i don't know what other word to use i mean it was beneficial to me, but in that first few days, I'm gonna back up a little bit. I knew when um uh, this the day that this happened that if I didn't hang on the hope that day that I wouldn't make it and I, I knew that uh, because one thing before I really really surrendered and served the Lord like I needed to I really struggled with in my mind being attacked you know and uh, that day I knew that if I didn't hang on to hope. And then my mind was going to be attacked again. So we, um, like I said, she, she didn't make it. You know, we, we had, uh, made the decision to take her off the ventilator. How old was she? Uh, she wasn't quite three. Um.
2: So she's Olivia's age.
0: But, you know, uh, you know, when I think back on it, it was, uh, the peace of God was so strong on me during that time that um, I mean, I don't know how to explain it other than I just felt so humble because we had to wait like uh, several days for them to bring her body back here. I think it was a uh, she passed away, I think, on a on a Sunday. It was on a Sunday, and it was probably, I think, if I remember correctly, Wednesday or Thursday before they got her back here. And I think your body has a way of kind of protecting itself too, but uh, but I did. I felt I felt such a peace about it, and knowing that you know that the Lord was going to help me. But when the hustle and the bustle of the whole thing was over with, I, uh, that's when it really, 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 really sets in on you. (laughs) When everybody goes away. uh, I didn't realize I had done this for, I'm on 11 years. I did not know that I had really isolated myself from my own, not not my immediate family, but my siblings. Mm. And uh, I knew that if I didn't go to church, every time the doors is open, I wouldn't make it. So I did go to church.
2: Um, so you would say when you're going through something that's very traumatic like that, even whenever you feel nothing <laughs> from God and you feel nothing of importance of going to church, you still think that it's... Oh,
0: it's absolutely beneficial. If if you uh, are searching for answers, God is your answer. But I think you need also the support of your church family. Um, I I just can't express that enough. Um, During that time. You know, I just could I couldn't, um, I don't know what my Bible's
1: doing. No, it's because Tony tagged us on Facebook, so everybody's sending us updates. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have thought okay, about gonna that. Okay, I'm going it yeah. off. So it well, if you, just, if you just set it up on your, note, your, your notebook on, there, no, I think you will know, solve I'm not it. paying,
0: I turned it off. <laughs> all right. That, that way fine. it won't be distracting me. You're a yeah. famous
1: person on Facebook right now. <laughs> yeah, he posted a picture of you and said, look who we're having on, so I have Oh,
0: my gosh, I need to do my hair, today.
1: So oh, hey, <laughs> you're all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but...
0: Oh, me.
1: You're doing just fine, but but as you were saying, so this is one of the things that helped you keep keep moving forward was was coming to church and having the support of your church. Uh, what what did what did the were there are there people that were in your church at the time that they will never know what they meant to you in like small little acts of kindness that they did.
0: Yeah, there is. I, I just don't. I, I don't think they'll ever know. Uh, matter of fact, since y'all have asked me to do this, there's been such a, um, an eye-opener for me. I was sitting at the house week before last, and I was just kind of communing back and forth with the Lord, you know. And he dropped into my spirit. Um, You know, he, he knows all... And he knows, he sees everything, and he knows what we think. Uh, and I think this, this is the reason he dropped it into my spirit, because you know there was times I thought, I, I'm just, you know, you just think I'm not gonna make it. I'm drowning. I'm this is I'm going down for the last time here. Uh, but uh, when I was sitting there a few weeks ago. He reminded me. I I did eventually go back to work. And my work was a a very, very, very big support to me. Uh, But he dropped into in my heart. He said, it was like it came to me like this. There was gold nuggets along the way. And he brought three names to my mind. And I was just, you know, I just couldn't hardly... I thought, I know exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. But at that time, I was hurting so bad that, you know, I guess I could connect that together. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, and I don't know, I guess... uh, You know, if somebody is struggling with this now, my advice would be to you uh, not to isolate yourself. Um, Because I lost, you know, um, a lot of years with my siblings during that time. But I think the main reason I done that was that um, I feel like the main reason I done that was that I didn't want to be questioned. And I, I didn't.
2: Um, that's a big thing.
0: It is. It is a big thing. I, didn't, I didn't want nobody broken You know.
2: Yeah, and that's that is on different levels of um, Christianity too. It almost seems like instead of wanting to pray for somebody, we'd rather figure out what's wrong with them.
0: Well, I can remember thinking whenever, um, not too long after this happened. Uh. And I was sincere about this. This may sound silly to some people, And I thought, God, what are people going to think about you now? I have tried to show that in my life that you're real, and you let this happen. What are they going to think? Um, Why
2: would God allow that to happen? Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought, you know, uh, and I felt like way or another, he, you know, he let me know, you let me take care of me. I know how to how to do this, but I really, really got concerned about that.
2: So, did you ever go go back to the day that after she was revived that she did pass on? Um, did you ever blame God for all this? I mean, you you've you've talked about holding on to hope and that you knew you had to go to church, but did you ever blame God for any of this?
0: I did not blame God. Uh, but through my support group, um, you know, there's they when you go into a, a, the support group that I was in, you know, she was a wonderful lady, and she says, you know, there is a process of going through grief, and she said, you might everybody don't do it the same way, but you will hit, you will hit these milestones
1: mm-hmm. at
0: some time or another, and um, she said, uh, you will get angry at God, and I thought, not me. I'm not going to, you know. I thought I was just, <laughs> uh, I just didn't think that would happen to me. Um, and I didn't, I don't really per se say that I got angry at him, but I did get angry one morning coming to work. And uh, I, I thought that day while I was at work, I thought if my my shift don't come, I just don't know what i going to do. I've got to, so I called my pastor. And I said, are you in your office? And he said, I am. And I said, well, I'm coming to where you're at. I said, you're going to see a side of me you had never seen before. And uh, so I got there and I told him, I said, uh, you know, I'm so angry right now. I said, I could go that strip that I have to drive down every morning I said, it would be very easy for me to stop with a sledgehammer and beat every window out of every car I see. I said, I'm not angry. And I don't like that feeling. And I don't want that to get a hold of me. See, that's, I was aware of that. I was aware that I didn't want that in me. That bitterness and hatred. Uh, but this... Self isolation, I wasn't aware of, and that does damage to you. Uh, It it will do damage to you, even though you're still going to church every time the doors open.
2: Um, You can be alone in a crowded room.
0: You can be alone in a crowded room. You can be. Yeah. Um. And and you and I think you you need to learn to trust people. You know, you gotta you gotta learn to trust somebody. You gotta have somebody to talk to. Um, uh, but I just i don't know i was just uh <laughs> i don't know if i was a i don't know what I was doing, but i for some reason i just i just shut her down and um uh, tried my best to keep um uh, hanging on to the lifeline that the Lord kept giving me uh, through the years. Uh, and of course, her brother was uh, just before turning four, and uh, you know that was a blessing in itself that we had him that would help plug us along. Uh, and I was aware enough to know even early on that uh, if if I didn't some way or another guard myself or let the Lord help me that it could cause havoc with between me and my husband uh, and I you know I didn't want to put the blame on nobody by no means and I tried and I did I with the Lord's help I succeeded not to do that uh, but you know going and having a relationship with God uh, I, I'm just totally convinced that's the only thing that has saved me yeah. from my sanity my sanity. I'm totally convinced of that uh, being able to come in and worship him there was days that I didn't feel like it uh, I remember early on one Sunday morning when I went to church there was these little twin girls they were about Natalie's same age and uh, they come in and uh, I thought I'm not going to be able to sit here I'm gonna have to get up and go out because I can't I can't see these kids. So I went out and a precious lady, an older lady of the church, um I, I'm sure she was an ancestor, she came come by and she put her arms around me. I think she even come out of the sanctuary after a while and come out there where I was at and she prayed for me. <laughs> um At times, you know, my mother would try to, and I'm telling you, uh, whoever is needing this, um, my mother would try to talk to me. I, I, you know, I I didn't want anybody to talk to me about the Lord. Now, I could go to the church and listen to it, but don't come up and tell me, um, well, God's got it all under control. This was, he needed her back. Uh, I didn't want to hear that stuff and that was probably the reason I isolated myself because I didn't want people telling me stuff like that I knew that I had to sort this out between me and God and I didn't need to be listened to anybody else but him uh, but uh it has it's been a very 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 long journey uh but uh, you know just it has it's been in the last six weeks ago I told my husband and I have told my some of my grown children I said uh, I want y'all to know that the God I serve has never never failed me never not even the death of your sister did he fail me because one of my children she said there is no way that my heavenly father that my own earthly father would hurt me the way you say that your heavenly father has hurt you. I said, and I would just say underneath my breath when she'd say that, and I'd say, God, you know, she don't mean that. Um,
1: so when people ask, how could a loving God let this happen to someone? What do you say?
0: Well, I think, you know, I just, I just tell him, I said, you know, when (laughs) he told, uh, when Adam and Eve, when he told them not to partake of the forbidden tree, that's when it all started. Because we all make choices, you know. And so this thing, you know, just snowballs this way. It's nothing that he's done. Um, No, I I don't, I, I certainly, and you know, I told her, I said, he didn't orchestrate this to happen this way um but i do believe this that whether it's good or bad there's a purpose for everything and you can live and learn and your faith can grow uh that's another thing that i've thought about here a lot here lately is um um my how that you're if you just keep hanging on some way or another there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, and you will have a stronger walk with him than you've ever had before.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you, when you come to church and you said there were there were days that it was it was hard, and and people give testimonies of God's deliverance and what God did in their children and how He saved them from sickness and from tragedy. How do how do you feel as someone that have you ever felt like you were neglected? That you had to learn through time that that god didn't forget me
0: right i did i did Uh, uh, yeah i can remember thinking I, i really i wanted to stand up in church and say shut up i don't want to hear it it didn't happen that way for me and i knew that wasn't right either so I knew that I had to guard myself. Let the Lord help me guard myself, that I didn't let that get rooted deep in me.
1: Because you've got to check, your, keep your spirit right through it got all.
0: To your, got to keep you. Got to keep you. That's the main main thing right there is keeping that spirit right.
1: So how did you do it?
0: It's only through God. It's um. Uh, he gets. You know, I am where I am today because of Him. And if there's anybody that's listening that don't know Him, that's your answer there. I know that that is hard to comprehend in the early stages of this kind of grief. But in some way or another, you can start building a relationship with Him and stay strong in it. You'll make it. You'll make it. Mm. It's better than turning to things of the world. I can guarantee you that.
1: Life doesn't get better when you reject God.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: Life doesn't get better if we ignore the existence of God. No. That regardless of how we see God and see the hand of God through our situation, our situation doesn't change. But we can change. Yeah. And we can be better. And so to to a person that wants to turn to other things, there's really no there's no ultimate hope in the temporal things of this no, world. There's not. So one of your
2: biggest fears when we sat down to have a conversation before we decided to record this was you are afraid of the the audience that would hear this. And Brian and I have found that in all of our podcast episodes, it always seems like our ladies connect in a way that men just can't. And I know you spoke a little bit about it just now, but someone... Maybe listening to this right now that this doesn't connect with, but they might connect with it two or three years down the road if something God forbid tragically were to happen
1: mm-hmm.
2: What would you suggest or what would you do? Um, what prayers would you pray um, to make sure that you did keep your focus and intention on God because you, that that's been your whole goal through the whole entire thing. What would happen if if you didn't have? Um, if if you just decided that you know a loving God wouldn't have done this to me, um, you obviously wouldn't be living for God right now. Um, but could you imagine the torment that your mind would put you through? Um, speak to those mothers that this may have just happened to, or that will be happen, that could be happening to. I don't want to say will be that, but could be happening to. Um, talk about just a little bit how you dealt with. Um, the battle of your mind, because that is that is something that we talk about on this podcast quite a bit. Is it's it's okay as a Christian to not be okay, and it's okay to hurt. It, it is. It's, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to cry. Uh, it's okay to to let other people know you're battling. Um, but it seems like you're not allowed to if you're a Christian right? because God doesn't allow things like that to happen. Right. That, that's what the world's conception of right. us are. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how it's okay to hurt. It's okay to be, mm-hmm. you know, in places that, cause you have to have that.
0: Yeah. You do. You do have to, um, you have to work through, um, work through every aspect of the grief that you go through. And, um, What would
2: you say to the mother that says why?
0: That's a tough one. That's a tough one to answer.
1: Uh, There is no hard answer. Everybody's situation is going to be different. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's why is going to be different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right um uh, as I said a while ago i, I in my own personal experience um I, I really if it hadn't been for the Lord, I would probably be somewhere in a padded room today wow I I really do believe that
2: that's how strong your mind is,
0: yeah, that's how strong your mind is, and uh you know if uh if you can't do nothing else but just plead the blood over your mind Uh, you know uh, after y'all asked me to do this it it, you know he's tried the the adversary has tried to say now you know that you're not a speaker and you know you can't help nobody and you know it's just all this junk that goes on between your ears you know what I said I am NOT going to be defeated I'm not going to wake up in the middle of the night and I'm not going to toil over this. So I just started taking my phone to bed and putting my earplugs in. And when I'd wake up and i would come to me, I'd just put me on some Christian music or I'd put me on some preaching until I'd go back to sleep. I mean, we have to be, we have to have a determination to, uh, he's certainly there to help us. But we got to do our part too.
2: Yeah,
0: we got to do our part.
1: So, so in your pain, God can reveal to you a newfound purpose, and it always has a way of bringing you greater hope and stability and peace of mind through everything. So, if you could please uh, to speak uh, as Tony has already had you do before, speak directly to to the people out there that have. And we don't want to limit this to... Because j- I think your situation, though it is very specific, I think there's there are elements of depression and fear and anguish and grief that you felt that people can feel because they lost a parent and they can feel it because they've lost someone that's very close to them. they, they any, any part of their life where there's been some sort of loss, I think this can truly minister to. So w- will you minister someone and, and let them know that God does have a stable hand and there is a purpose that can be found through all this. And and as you just alluded to about how the enemy tried to keep you from sharing your testimony, talk to us about how there's power in our testimony.
0: The, um, the one thing that, um, you know, I, I, I've thought about this. I thought now— Lord, I I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anybody to think that uh, because I have tried my best to let you guide me through this. Although some days I felt like I failed miserably. But I don't want to offend anybody by saying, you know, if you don't do it my way, you're not going to. You're not going to make it because it's certainly not that way. Uh, and just because that we know Jesus doesn't mean that uh, we're going to, you know, just because we live for Jesus doesn't mean that we're not going to have trials and tribulation. Yeah. And uh, the and in the in the process of that. Um uh, somewhere along the line, somewhere there will be a, a purpose for it. Um uh, I I I want to be able to help. I mean, you know, there's not really and I, I'm not saying it's not to get not to give anybody hope. But in the beginning there's not a whole lot anybody can say that can help you.
2: Yeah, I can relate a hundred percent. Whenever Meredith's dad died. Um, I it was miserable. Uh, there was nothing I could do. There's nothing I could say. But I know I noticed what comforted my wife more than anything was just being there.
0: Right. That's what I was going to say. Is this? If I can just be there for somebody or anybody that knows somebody that's struggling with some type of grief, the grief of losing a child or something else. If you can just be there for them. Mm-hmm uh and you know what I, another thing that i've discre- discovered in uh losing our child is that i think the deepest thing is uh, you don't want them to be forgotten even though they're gone you want people to remember them and it's okay if you uh you know, if if I was to mention her name to somebody, and you see a tear slip down out of my eye, don't draw back away from me, uh, because that's just part of the process of it, I think. But we are so full of self that we don't want to expose that part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember the the you know the holidays is a, is the biggest. Uh, thing through this kind of grief Uh, the first holiday that we went through it didn't matter to me Uh, I took a picture and I took a candle to the home that I was going to and I set that picture right in the middle of that family table and I lit that candle because I, I didn't want people to forget about her and I'm still almost that way today you know, uh, don't be afraid to mention her mm-hmm. to me, because that brings some comfort. To mention her to yeah. me, it lets me know that she hasn't been forgotten, uh, and I like to say that uh, uh, that that this brings that this brings some more healing t- to people. Uh, at, you know, at first it could be probably difficult for people to do that because you're so broken at first. But I th- when you really move on down the road, some that's part of it. You just you uh, want to be sure that that she's remembered.
2: Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I would. I would be absolutely remiss if we didn't ask you Brian's gonna end with something here, but before um, we do wrap up uh like I guess I'd be remiss if you didn't um, say a prayer over the grieving mothers um, a prayer to them of hope and of strength and uh, conquering the battle of the mind um, would you do that for us?
0: I would like to say though that um depression does play a big big role in when you go through uh, this this type of Absolutely. Death of grief and and I I did reach out for help and um, and I did take some medication for a while but it finally got to the point that I thought, you know, it doesn't seem like I, uh, I felt like that I wouldn't as functioning as well as I should have been. So uh, I just, you know. depression's
2: I, real. It and, is real. And here's the thing. Um, I thought it wasn't.
0: Oh, no. I thought it, it was it, fake. I thought it was it something
2: that was somebody was that... Um, People could easily get over if they just wanted to until I dealt with it no um and then I realized no matter how bad I wanted to get out of it or no matter how much I prayed about it or fasted over it it's it's real. it is real, and that's not to be taken lightly like we no. have in the past. no,
0: no, it's um, not
2: and I think that uh, I think it's
1: okay to hurt. H- I do too. I mean, depression always looks different too to everybody. We have We have this idea of depression as somebody that their shoulders are are hanging low and they're they've always got their head down and they're they're crying all the time. Depression is I'm angry and I don't know why. Yeah, and my face doesn't show it. It takes on so many faces. So many faces.
0: Yeah. Well, I just read a little thing the other day that said. I'm, I'm trying to find it here where I wrote it down in my the little scribbling I've done here. <laughs> uh, yes, I read this the other day, and it's talking about a grieving mother. It says uh, when you we were talking about depression a while ago, it says she is still breathing, but she's dying. She may look young but inside she has become, but she is still hurting. She smiles, but her heart still sobs. She walks, she talks, she cooks, she cleans, she works. But she is not all. But she is not all. It is not all at once. She is here, but part of her is elsewhere for eternity.
2: Mm. Well I can promise you one thing, Brian. We'll never forget. Um your your testimony is so powerful. Um and if you wouldn't mind, I would like for you to Pray a prayer of hope to grieving mothers um, that they can overcome this, that they can beat the battle in the mind. Would you do that for us?
0: I will. God, I thank you, Lord, for your promises. God, and I ask, Lord, that you touch that one that's broken right now, that's fresh into their grave. During this time that we're living in, during the anxiety that we're in now, it's a tough time, God. I know you realize that. There's nobody that realizes that like you do. You understand this better than anybody. I ask that you reach out and touch them, touch their mind, give them peace, give them rest at night. Help them to function at what they need to do. And let them feel you undergird them with their strength. Because you are the peace speaker. You are our comforter. And Lord, if there's anything I can do, help me to be willing, God, to help anybody that's hurting that I can help. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: What else can I say? There isn't enough time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David... Samuel and the prophets. Their faith helped conquer kingdoms and because they did right, God made promises to them. They closed the jaws of lions and put out raging fires and escaped from the sword their enemies. Although they were weak, they were given strength and power to chase foreign enemies away. Some women, they received their loved ones back to life from death. Many of these people were tortured but they refused to be released. They were sure they would get a better reward when the dead are risen to life. Others, though, were made fun of and were beaten with whips. Some were chained. Still some, they were stoned to death or sawed into two pieces or killed with a sword. Some had nothing but sheepskins or goatskins to wear, they were poor, mistreated, and tortured. The world did not deserve these good people who had wandered in deserts and on mountains and had lived in the caves and holes in the ground. All of them pleased God because of their faith. All of them, the ones that put the enemy to flight, and the ones who lost everything that they had. All of them pleased God because of their faith. In every victory and through every sorrow, if we hold on to faith, we please God. And there is a better reward for us Than anything this world can give because of their faith they may have died in this life without the promise without being given what was promised but this was because God had something better in store for us and he did not want them to reach the goal of their faith without us this has been the Crucial Conversation Hey guys, this is Brian and I'm Tony and you're listening to the crucial conversation podcast.